check out my new book, Coping Courageously, a heart-centered guide for navigating a loved one's illness without losing yourself. It's appropriate for you as a clinician, for your patients, and for anyone you know who has a seriously ill loved one or an aging parent. Check it out and tell a friend. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast, where we talk about integrative symptom management and physician well-being, because every physician deserves to have satisfying work, and every patient deserves an effective and joyful physician. Let's get started. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti, and today we're going to talk about the experience of being in the hospital from the physician or clinician point of view, and then also from the patient's point of view. This is of interest to me this week because this week, several people that I know have had loved ones in the hospital. And if you've ever had a loved one in the hospital or a friend has had a loved one in the hospital, you know that that is not a great experience. It's scary. Things don't always work the way they're supposed to. You're not sure what to do. So it's unsettling from the patient and family perspective. But as a physician who has spent time working in hospitals, I also know that it can be frustrating from the physician point of view or the clinician point of view. So it just got me thinking about the different perspectives that people have because I've been on both sides. So here's what I think. I think there's really three big topics that come up. One of them is information. The other one is emotion. And then the third one are decisions. And so today, I just want to talk about the perspective of those three things, information, emotions, and decision from the patient and family point of view, and from the physician and clinician point of view, so that maybe we can come together and find ways to support each other. So let's start out by talking about information. From the physician point of view, what physicians generally want is one spokesperson from the family, because it can be really frustrating to have to tell four different family members the same information. So from the physician perspective, it would be really great if every family would pick one spokesperson who generally does the talking to the doctors, and then that spokesperson goes back to the family and communicates all the information that they learned. So that person does not have to be the healthcare power of attorney at all. This is not a, a decision-making person. This is just so that the doctors don't have to say the same thing a whole bunch of times. So from a patient perspective, if you could pick one person who generally, it doesn't have to be every time, but generally is the person who gets the information from the doctor and then that person tells everybody in the family. And then if the family members have questions, they tell the spokesperson, spokesperson contacts the medical provider and asks them. That helps the doctor by making it easier for them to communicate with the family. When we think about information from the patient and family perspective, the patient and family often aren't sure exactly what's going on. They may not understand exactly what's happening. They may not know what test is being ordered or why did you order that test or what were the results of that thing you did yesterday. So there's a general feeling often of we don't exactly understand what's happening here. So how can we as clinicians help the family and patient with that? Well, we could write things down, right? So rather than just like popping into the room and saying, okay, so this is what the CT showed and we're going to order this test. And that if it happens that this test shows that, then we'll do this because that can feel overwhelming. 
we could write things down. So we could say, here are the three diagnoses that we're considering. Here, I'm going to write down, are the tests we're going to do. And remember to ask me the results of those tests if I don't come back to you with that. And we'll talk about what to do next once we have the results. And then sometimes it can even be helpful to print out things like rather than just saying what the CT showed, printing out the result of the CT scan. Um, nowadays, people often have access to their chart, but in case they don't or they're not comfortable using the electronic medical record, you might at least ask the family or patient, would it be helpful if I printed out that MRI report for you? So that's information. Number two is emotions. Physicians and other clinicians often feel overwhelmed and exhausted. It's really hard to be a doctor right now. The healthcare system is challenging in all kinds of ways. People have to see more and more patients and less and less time. There's more and more administrative stuff and extra charting time that they may be doing, you know, after they leave work late, they they may still be working at home in their pajamas. So they're often overwhelmed and exhausted. So what can patients do, families do about that? You could at least acknowledge that and say, I see that it's late. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. Uh, We really appreciate it. It means the world to us. So thanking them and acknowledging how hard they're working doesn't mean they're not overwhelmed and exhausted, but it helps. If you're feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, but somebody is really grateful for the time that you spent with them, that fills us up as clinicians. From the patient and family perspective, what are their emotions? They're scared. So they could be scared because they don't exactly understand what's going on. They could be scared because there's a potential bad diagnosis that may come down the pike. They may be scared because they've had bad experiences with hospitals before, either themselves or with this family member, with a different family member. There's a whole lot of reasons for the family to be scared. But generally, if someone's in the hospital, there's probably something to be at least a little bit scared about. So as clinicians, what can we do about that? The first thing is that we can understand the power of our words and just be really thoughtful about what we say, recognizing that this family might be really scared. So if we pop into the room and just throw out there like, well, we're going to do a CAT scan because there's a possibility this is a lung cancer. Uh, You know, we'll get back to you on Monday and um, we'll talk about it then. You know, that's terrifying. So just be thoughtful of the words that we're saying, recognizing that we're talking to someone who is probably afraid. We should do our very best to bring our empathetic self and just acknowledge that we know that this is scary and that we care about this patient and family and that we will walk this journey with them. Okay, so that's emotions. And then the third thing that comes up are decisions, because in the hospital, often there are decisions that need to be made. So from the physician and clinician point of view, they are just trying to get their work done. They're trying to care for the patient, move things along. There's a really a goal in medicine to never have a hospital day where something important doesn't happen. So either the patient's getting a medicine that they need or a test that needs to happen. So if the family member, for example, can't decide whether they're going to move ahead with the next test or the surgery, and it takes them two days to decide, that's that's stressful for the healthcare system. That's stressful for the doctors. They would like to decide what we're going to do and move forward, whatever that is. So what can family members and patients do about that? They can communicate early, make an effort within the family 
if there's a decision to be made to really get on it and say, you know, not, oh, well, I'll, I'll get back to her in two days, but to say, I'm going to call everybody together tonight. We're going to have a Zoom meeting. We're going to talk about what the doctor said, and we're going to make a decision and we're going to tell the doctor by the morning what we've decided. So being thoughtful about not dragging decisions out for days and days and days if it's not necessary. Sometimes you need more time or you're having trouble getting in touch with someone and that's understandable. But if possible, to try to be timely and thoughtful about medical decisions is helpful. And then decisions from the patient and family perspective, it may be that they're not sure what to do. They may be afraid to make a decision because they don't want to make the wrong decision. And so sometimes decisions are delayed not because people are just lazy about getting family together or they're just being obstreperous, but because they're really feeling stuck and they're just not sure what to do. They're afraid to make the wrong decision. So what can physicians and other clinicians do about that? First of all, we can bring empathy and specifically say, I know this is really hard. This is a hard decision that you have to make and decisions are hard and you're probably afraid to make the wrong decision. Did I get that right? And let the family and the patient feel heard and seen for how hard this is. And then we can offer, is there anything that I can do to make this decision easier for you? So sometimes they might say something like, well, you know what, if you could get the cardiologist to come and tell us that he or she agrees with this plan, that would make us feel better. Sometimes there really is something that we could do. Maybe there's a piece of information that would help them. Maybe we could look up something and print it out for them. Maybe we could get another consultant in to talk about it. But even just acknowledging that it's hard, we we see it, and we want to be here of support to them and help them in any way that we can to help them make this decision is really meaningful to, to families. Okay, so whoever you are, whether you're a physician, another clinician, or Uh, someone who has encountered the healthcare system as either a patient or a family member, this week, this is our homework, this week, let's try to see it from the other guy's point of view. So if you're a physician or other clinician, try even once to very intentionally see a difficult situation from the patient or family's point of view. And if you are a person who is engaging with the healthcare system as a patient or family, try with intention to see it from the hospital worker, the physician, the nurse, the nurse practitioner, the physical therapist, et cetera, from their point of view, just as a practice. And if you have no contact with the medical system, yay, good for you, try to just pick a person. Pick a person, maybe someone who you're having a little bit of conflict with or or just a stickiness, and try to see the situation from their point of view. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for being here. On the Integrative Palliative Institute website, there are some resources for patients and families and also physicians. And I offer a coaching and support for families going through a serious or complex illness. So feel free to reach out to me through the website if your family is going through something like that and you'd like to work with me. And please share this episode widely because I think this is important. The healthcare system is a mess. It's a mess for patients. It's a mess for clinicians. But I hate to see us on opposite sides. Really, we should be looking towards each other and supporting each other and connecting with each other. So please share this one. All right. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. And the website where you can reach me is www.integrativepalliative.com, integrativepalliative.com. 
Reach out if you'd like some help with a difficult situation in your family. Reach out if you think you'd be a great podcast guest. Reach out if you have a question. Reach out if you want to chat about any of the topics that we talk about. I'd love to hear from you. So reach out, integrativepalliative.com. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you next Thursday. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by the Integrative Palliative Institute, dedicated to whole person care for people with serious illness using all the tools that work. If you've always thought that there was a better way to practice medicine, you're right, and you've found your people. So help spread the word. Send this episode to a friend or colleague, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and reach out anytime and come learn with me. You can find more information and training programs at integrativepalliative.com.